1: What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Sneaker History Podcast, Season 2, Round Dicks. I'm here with my two guys. How you doing, Rhoda? and Mike?
2: Fantastic, man. Can't complain here.
3: What up, what up, what up?
1: Daddy's home. The second Mike came on, I don't know why. I guess you two are both dads now. But yeah, Usher came to my when Mike entered the <laughs> entered the chat earlier. <laughs>
3: Mike does remind me of a young usher, so I'm not too disgruntled by that comparison, but keep it going. Sands the dance moves. Dad, he's,
1: um, <laughs> Lots of good stuff today. We're going to have a really fun episode discussing another trend-setting topic, dunk contest. Something that probably doesn't get talked about enough outside of Michael Jordan in terms of shoes, right? I mean, some some things get brought up, but we're going to do a deeper dive into some of our favorite sneaker... Dunk contest moments from champions of that event. Uh, but before we get all the way into that, let's talk rocking and copping. Mike, Roa, anything particular you guys want to start with? or
2: I'll go ahead. I'll go ahead. Yeah. Let me see. I got a, what I was rocking today was my Paperboy and Beams uh, Reeboks CL uh, Club C Legacies, softest shoe you'll ever wear in your life. Um, and then <laughs> what I'm copping, I mean the world knows already. I'm going to call in every every favor through our discord, but apparently on February 18th, the Big Bang LeBron 9s come back out and um and that's all I have to say. Uh let's I gotta wish for all a good luck because uh that's I I'll take that as my only sneakers win ever. I, I I'll take it.
3: <laughs> it's like that. Wow. I was going to say, I too had my eyes on the Big Bang, but given the beautiful soliloquy you just gave us, Mike, if you want my pass, you can have it. Uh, I'm just on a hiatus right now because we're in between moves. So all my sneakers are in a storage unit to be named later, but I am using my Pegasus. I think they're the 38s with the Missouri colorway just because I needed a pair of beaters and those are quintessential beaters at that. Robbie, how about you?
1: I think I'm doing good. We'll go over mine in a second, but to, to both your point about wanting that shoe, I've been seeing um, places like Sneaker Steel post, you know, sizes, you know, pretty much eleven and down of like random stock of Watch the Throne still out there and stuff. So I mean, they go fast, but like those people like th- those smaller sizes, not like a small foot, but it's like non big feet. <laughs> they tend to linger. So if Where you keep your eyes honey? open, yeah. this is like a week and a half ago. Um, and and I, I looked for <laughs> both, both of you As all oh, they've already sold out But um, they're out there though So keep your eyes Don't always pay resale There's some maybe retail opportunities Out there for you um, Personally I wore the The Travis Scott Sixes to The Blazer game Last night So I just kept them on foot Throughout the afternoon And my favorite part Is this little face guy The little Cactus Jack <laughs> The little Cactus Jack guy I like him uh, but clean shoe, super comfortable. Like, I'm probably going to wear these two. Um, I bought tickets to that uh, Smokers Club concert in California later this year. I'll probably wear these because there's an opportunity to bring some stuff in, maybe in these little pockets. <laughs> you utilize your pockets, fine. Who knows? Who knows <laughs> how shifty and uh, well informed security is? I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, but those were fun to wear. And then for uh, Coppin, I actually got this pair of. Uh, red ball jets not to be confused with blue balls not to be confused with a chuck mid but red ball and and it's interesting because uh it's actually a a heritage brand from 51 that was competing with converse at that time and another rubber company that just happened to make a shoe but the one that didn't continue on right it's just it's, it's just so interesting that like Tire people were like, all right, fuck it. Let's make some shoes. And it happened not once but twice. <laughs> Converse and this red ball company. They were discontinued in the 70s. Uh, but they're clean. Uh these come out. I, I believe they are out now, like redball.com. They have a little history lesson there for you. Um, uh, but it's a clean little, clean little shoe. Uh my lights a little too bright. There we go. Uh, this nice little like texture on the toe box is pretty cool. Um, and they're actually comfortable. So Check these out if you're into something off kilter. Mike said what uh would you describe a hipster as?
2: I mean it's just a hipster Sunday
1: brunch shoe. That's what air, it, is. it was Sunday brunch shoe. <laughs> it's a great it's like I thought it was a great way to describe it. It's a great Sunday brunch shoe. If you have like a hipster in your life who doesn't like wearing athletes, say athletic footwear, Reebok, Nike, Adidas, blah, blah, blah. Those might be a good idea. And I'm gonna get off that tangent, but just. The Sunday brunch shoes made me, made me giggle, and I'm, gonna, I'm probably gonna hold on to that one. Um, but as do we have any review? I don't think we have any reviews. We haven't had any reviews in.
3: I hadn't the dog's seen it, but age. let me go ahead and see if somebody blessed us with the review as you guys continue the banter that we're known for as a podcast. <laughs> or just Mike make, can just this
1: the the first verse of Daddy's Home. So I only know that one. I only know that one line. So.
3: I'm in the same boat as you.
2: That's the only line. I, <laughs> we've been seeing the same line over and over again. <laughs>
1: old usher is not quite as memorable as young usher but uh yes. we digress
3: no reviews here for us to read tell me what Man, you stinks. Doing. smooth transition i mean
1: we have a great this is for everybody who has joined the discord recently we have a growing discord but a, a dwindling amount of review so if you're new to the discord you haven't left a review yet go do the damn thing if you've done neither one yet Also, go do the (laughs) damn things with an S at the end. Help us out.
2: Do we have a community question today?
1: Ah, we do. Uh, I forgot to uh, share it with everybody. So this is going to be a pop Uh quiz community question for everybody else. I don't think you're ready for it. Probably not. This one actually (laughs) comes from... Give me a second. comes from Iron on Trev. We did that one already. nope <laughs> bum, bum, bum. we don't we don't have one. this mm. is, this is just a hodgepodge of an episode. <laughs> um, next time though that was a great suggestion. Um, I have a question for you outside of the big Bang because you two just both gave me those answers <laughs> if, if you could win instantly one shoe that you know is releasing this year. Playoff twelve. On the top of your head. That isn't the one you've both said you already would. Well,
3: playoff, playoff twelve. Playoff twelve. <laughs> oh wow, that's a good question. I honestly, I've been so out of the loop recently. Um, if there is any sort of other LeBron nine retro, like maybe that nice taxi one, I'll go with mm. that. Why not? I'm just completely out of it and with regards to what's cut dropping this year. So.
1: You're you're doing grow man things and no, and that's okay. No. You're doing house things. The most grown uh,
3: man thing I can do is be a competent co-host on this podcast. And unfortunately, I failed in this particular <laughs> segment. But hey, this is why we bounce back and come to the next segment.
1: No, nah, you never fail. No failure. Before we pivot out, I think mine is one people have been seeing more and more of, the uh, the Zen Master 4. It's supposed to be mm-hmm. like modeled after Phil apparently, but it's like what? a tie-dye clear back tab Jordan 4. Pretty sick though. Quite interested in that.
3: You know Um, what? I'll say the Bart Simpson
1: dunk. Oh, yeah. yeah. Those are great, too. No, I forgot about those until you literally said it. Yeah, great pick. Very nice shoe. Instant win. Good wins. Playoff 12s. I guess hippie fours. Sunday brunch fours, if you like (laughs) sportswear. And uh, the beautiful Bart Simpson dunk. Um, I mean, I guess that brings us to let's just fumble all the way through. Let's just get all the way to the start point of the main topic of our episode, which is probably going to eat up a lot of time because once you start going down memory lane, it's a long walk down that trail. Um We're going to have fun with it, though. So many good dunk contest shoes. So many memorable moments. Um, We're going to try to focus on winners. If you have anybody has anything they want to throw on. um In terms of like, oh, well, the second place guy wore this. Whatever you want to do, go for it. But primarily, we're going to try to stick to winners. And uh, Rowett brought up one where I think is probably the height of dunk contests in like the modern era popularity is with like anything involving Nate Robinson. I'm going to let Rowett Break down the shoe he particularly wants to talk about, but he competed three. He won three times. He didn't just like compete three times. Nate Robinson won three times. He won wearing a pair of Hyperizes. Mm-hmm. He won pairing the pair ropes, going to talk about in a moment. But then he also wore a pair of Nike Air Force Specialists. Three well, wins mean, for a guy who's not six feet tall. And then the most popular one of them all is the Crypto Nate.
3: But I will use that segue to say. I would consider Nate Robinson to be a specialist, and his specialty was his raw athleticism. Uh, one of the other famous dunk contest winners was Spud Webb, and I think the only thing that they shared was a height. And if I remember correctly, one of Nate Robinson's dunks in one of the many contests he won involved wearing that Spud Webb jersey and doing the signature bounce. But yeah, the Crypto Nate to me is really interesting for a couple different reasons. It was a flashy shoe, it was very visually appealing. We had not really seen something like that. And then just the subtle shot that it took, because prior to that, we had Dwight Howard who had probably as memorable of a dunk contest as we could think of in modern times. And what we were kind of chatting about before the show was the fact that every now and then, I'd say maybe once in every four dunk contests, you see the next big star win. And that's kind of that first stamp of authenticity that says, yes, this boy is going to be a star. So we had that with Dwight Howard in his performance in 2008. But then like a kryptonite bullet that stops uh, Superman in his tracks, Nate Robinson jumped over Dwight Howard. And I think he kind of took America's uh, spot as the basketball sweetheart that even though you may not be a fan, you kind of knew what Nate Robinson was about and you knew that he was capable of superhuman things. So kryptonite for me was just one of those things that was perfect from a marketing perspective, from a shade perspective. And ultimately, he did what he needed to do, which was win the dunk contest. Mike or Robbie, what are your thoughts on that?
2: I mean, for us short guys out there, uh, Nate Robinson winning a dunk contest many times was something to aspire. Like, once I saw that, like, all right, cool. If I try hard enough, maybe I can dunk. Uh, But this is awesome. I mean, it was a perfect battle of kind of like the quote unquote David and Goliath because you had this huge freaking Dwight Howard you have, you know, small old Nate Robinson. And the best, you know, the dunk for him to win on was to jump over him. And after the Superman deal the year before, I mean, I mean, I know dunk contests are more just for the, the theatrics and like the press, and it did, they played it up perfectly. I mean, clearly they in on it together, but it was just great entertainment. Probably one of the last great dunk contests, you know, those, I guess, rivalries or uh, pairings that you've seen in a while.
0: Wait, wait, hold up. I'm using my Zach Morris powers here to call a timeout and tell you about a couple of our partners. These are some of the folks that help us keep the podcast going, and they have some exclusive discounts just for our listeners. Now, if you're already subscribed to our YouTube channel, you know how I love to display my kicks when I'm not rocking them. Sneaker Throne makes sneaker display cases featuring customizable LED lights and drop side cases to showcase the entire side of your shoe, not just the heel or the toe. To me, it's the perfect way to display your collection. You can save 10% on your Sneaker Throne order by using the code history at sneakerthrone.com. That's history at sneakerthrone.com. Now if you're a Patreon supporter and a member of our Discord community, you already know about Kicks with V Hot Sauce and his small batch locally sourced hot sauce. V has been one of the biggest supporters of Sneaker History and the podcast since the early days, and his hot sauce has been a huge hit within the community. To celebrate the launch of his new coffee habanero flavor hot sauce, and my personal favorite, his new habanero honey, he's given an exclusive discount to our podcast listeners. You can save 10% by using the code SNEAKERHISTORY10 at KICKSWITHVHOTS.COM. That's sneakerhistory Ten at KicksWithVHots.com If you're interested in sponsoring the podcast or becoming a partner with our community, get in touch with us. You can reach us by email at podcast at sneakerhistory.com Or better yet, tell some of your favorite brands they should be sponsoring the podcast. Alright, let's get back into today's episode. Um, Yeah, he uh,
1: 2009 wore the matching green Knicks jersey too. He was oh, a New York right Knick up. at the time. We didn't even bring up the fact that it's the phone posit light. A lot of people to see. oh, phone pause it kryptonite which is great but it's a foam posit the light version but it's easily one of the best colored shoes yeah ever like the 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 hue of green on there is just it's it's kryptonite it's perfect it's the perfect embodiment um you brought brought up specialists and and, and that brings up somebody that I, i know mike's also very fond of i think we're all fond of if you like basketball gerald green he won in 2007 wearing the Ugly, And again, wearing a green jersey, this time the Celtics, wearing a pair of um, Reebok pump showstoppers in this G-squared, this Gerald Green GG, <laughs> has a little G with a little two on it. Um, the craziest looking pumps I've seen from Reebok in a hot minute. But just a specialist of specialists. Gerald Green could probably still kiss the rim. Right now, Oh, dude, he, he can ages. still
2: dunk because the Rockets put out a video of him because he, he's a player, like, um, I don't know. Uh, player coach? I, I, no, well, he's not playing anymore, but I can't remember his actual title. It's, it's like player relations or whatever, but he's working for the Rockets OG. now. And they had a clip of him, no shoes on in the Toyota Center, just full on dunking.
3: Yeah, he has bunnies, yeah, as a nice. kids say. And I know that I think probably his most memorable dunk is the one where he blew the candle off the cupcake, mm-hmm. but he didn't win for that. And to Robbie's point, he won in 2007. I'm just trying to remember what were some of the memorable dunks from that, because when you do kind of go through this highlights of dunk contest, they all meld into one super mediocre one, because that was the <laughs> one thing I will say in terms of being an old man. Back in my day, the dunk contest was so efficient. Nobody missed a dunk. Everybody was keeping it moving. But now it truly does feel like a play to borrow Mike's theatrical theme that he called out.
1: Yeah, they were Because, definitely... I mean, oh, go ahead. we're humans, bro. Go ahead, Mike. But it's just like we've we've done most things already. Yes. <laughs> so you got those theatrics in there. It's like everybody can dunk from the free throw line now. Mike, I'm sorry. <laughs> but, like, it For... happens, though. So. um First
2: question though yeah. I have for Joe Greeno is like, what came first, his logo or the Gatorade G two? Because somebody owes somebody else some money, looks like. Um, <laughs> and second, you, with the uh, they're with,
1: ugly, but they're cool, right? It's oh, they're like...
2: they're atrocious, but they're they're cool because of you know all the extra things on them. But I can I can never pull it off. There's just so many <laughs> items going on, but it's cool to have on a shelf somewhere.
3: Yeah, but I mean, I think that's part of the dunk contest. You have to kind of put yourself out there. And one thing I will always admire about every single dunk contest entrant is the fact that in the best way imaginable, they have no shame because like you guys had both mentioned, we are human. So we have kind of scratched the surface and then some when it comes to the physical capabilities of performing dunks. So when we see these truly outlandish dunks, it usually takes upwards of five to ten times. So kudos to you and if you can do it wearing that ugly ass sneaker more power to gerald green because this is something that does not give me any sort of jealousy in terms of <laughs> wanting to be gerald green in this moment the most appealing thing about this is probably eating the cupcake that gerald green blew the candle out of but that's just me being a fat kid
1: see see it's it's too it's two pronged it's partially reebok at the time this that was their design language and the celtics Suck. So it's just like the green is always, it's always hard to have a, a nice green shoe, I think sometimes. Uh, but it's about heritage. So, I mean, they have, so it's a Reebok Punk showstopper. The word showstopper, I guarantee, is a callback to what Roe was saying earlier and like D Brown covering his eyes. He wore the Omni Pump too during that dunk contest. Like Reebok's heritage is, is really in dunking. And, and I, I, Gerald Green, fit so well there. I'm happy they gave him a P.E. at that time. But yep. just like the pump and dunking and all that jazz is just like comes together really well for a dunk contest. Yep.
2: No, Wasn't because um, he was one of the winners back in 2014. John Wall, correct me if I'm wrong, he won in a pair of Adidas, the Crazy Ones and that I don't, I guess that whatever that all-star theme was that year, but wasn't he a Reebok athlete before they Finished up the uh, the basketball line when he wore like the the zig type shoes.
1: Yeah, um, he wore the zig shoes during uh, like a, a skills challenge mm-hmm. that might have been the season before. Okay, but I'm, I know once Reebok was absorbed they, could, they just kind of started wearing adidas like yeah. okay let's just let's just stop that now <laughs> let's, let's yeah, just go ahead and stop right
3: that. because he was the poster boy for the zig tech and mm-hmm. if i remember they the wizards have always had that kind of out there sorry dandon golden black combo and if i remember correctly there might have been a golden black zig tech pair where i'm like this isn't it chief so keep it moving mm-hmm.
1: well i mean so we can't we can't get off this pump conversation without you know d brown's great right the the Omnis, Omni 2 is a fantastic shoe, but the OG of OGs, probably your granddad's favorite dunker of all time, Dominique, the pump, the original pump in the 1990 dunk contest as he rightfully got a championship underneath his belt from the dunk contest. Not in the league, but just the pump, him with the pump is, I mean, easily still the, one of the, the most iconic shoe athlete duos In NBA history, like Neek was the pump, the pump was Neek.
3: Yeah, I mean, that's kind of sadly what Dominique's legacy has become because he was wrongfully robbed of, or not wrongfully, he was robbed from the 1988 (laughs) dunk contest from Jordan. Because I think, as we'll kind of touch on when we get to the Jordan Three and its importance he was matching Michael dunk for dunk. And then in some instances, he was better than Michael. And I think much like how he was kind of skipped over in, I believe, I don't remember if it was the top 50 or the top 75 players, he was skipped over on that. And I always kind of feel for Neek because he was a transcendent dunker in the way that he probably would have led the house of highlights equivalent in 1980s. And all we know him as is this in-game dunker, kind of a rich man, Sean Kemp, but at the same time, his sneaker history, pardon the bad pun (laughs) Deserves to be commemorated and not just these one-off episodes that we do.
1: Yeah. I mean they rectified it in the seventy-fifth team. He got left off in the fifty.
2: So, Mike, oh, go ahead, Mike, sorry. Well, I was going to kind of piggybacking off what you said about transcendent dunkers, and you know, you had Neek then in uh, ninety, but then I have to kind of scoot up about what twenty-one years. And you have Blake Griffin in 2011 jumping over cars. I mean, you, you have guys out there who that I don't want to say their sole purpose was dunking, but their sole purpose was kind of dunking. You know, like they really they could they, they were great in game. They were going to be go down as great players, but it's like they were built for dunk contest. I mean, Blake Griffin and what I guess was the uh, it wasn't a hyper dunk. What was it? Let me see here. No, it's
1: that. It's the Air Max Flyby.
2: Flyby, yeah, because that was before he had that PE hyperdunk that they had on sale. This was kind of the intro to that. And, I mean, rolling out the Kia, jumping over. I think they had a choir out there, too, if I'm not mistaken. I mean, he brought in a whole production. And, I mean, his in-dunk games were probably just as good. So, I mean, clearly no cars in the game, but you know what I mean.
3: Yeah, I think it's the most appropriately named shoe on the list of dunk contest winners because he truly flew by the car to dunk it. <laughs> but at the same time, I was a little disappointed because he jumped over the quote-unquote narrow part of the car and not the part that we would yeah. want him to. But then also, these guys are still multi-million dollar athletes and they're not trying to get their ACL blown out just to appease people like me in a dunk contest. So you would get taken out by a Baron Kia.
1: Davis in the moonroof of the Kia. I don't know if you remember that. Yep. Oh yeah. Baron yes. Davis just to throw it out. threw the ball, but. Barry like, ah, but I think what's so cool and like why All Star Weekend rocks for sneakers outside of sales, like the flyby, this the right color red to where it pops so freaking hard, like that she pops like nothing yeah. else. Like it's you can't miss it from a mile away. Um in Terrence Ross's win mm-hmm. in two thousand um In 2013, in Houston, Mike's hometown, he had the Chuck Posit, the Barkley Posit Area 72, which the outsole, if you charge it up right, super glowy, 3M upper, spackle print all throughout the foam posit in the middle. Like, you cannot miss that shoe. Like, better or worse, that that design was supposed to be like the next big, you know, foam posit thing. Didn't really pan out that way, but... I think it still is a great. It's a fresh design. I like yeah. it a lot. It's a. It's a. It's a shoe of its era, but again, this all-star kicks that just pop so hard, and on dunk contests, it's all lies on you, baby. There's there's nobody else but you. Yeah, it's amazing. You
3: and, you and your shoes, and I second yeah. your sentiment, Robbie. I think that 2012 pack. Not just the Barclay phone. This is 13. This is uh,
1: one year after. This is 13. (laughs) Apologies.
3: I was just going to go down the path of I love that Houston colorways. I think we had the Kobe 8 and that bright orange, LeBron in the purple. And for the life of me, I think, was it the KD5 and the like Martian green?
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah, it
3: all sounds right. Yep. So – that's a special time and place for all of us. But as Robbie mentioned, that was probably one year too soon or too late. So I'll go ahead and just say, going through my list, the next kind of event I think, that I,
1: wrote this, I, I... this. You made this great point. In 2012, the year you initially tried to reference, yeah. um, the winner, Jeremy Evans, for the Air Max Destiny in a team team bank colorway. So a black <laughs> pair of Air Max Destinies. So... so
3: I was just going to say, is that the least swaggy sneaker that has been worn yes. by a dunk test winner?
1: He went to Dick's Jeremy Sporting Goods to I'm grab sorry. a shoe
2: beforehand. And just, that's what he, that's what they had left. He's like, I need this. Let's just go.
1: Not, nah, he's like, yo, equipment manager, uh, something my size now i forgot i forgot my shoes you I know like, shoes. maybe that's a funny story maybe maybe we'll have jeremy evans on one day and he's just like "Ah, oh, fuck forgot to pack shoes <laughs> like, <laughs> went to work without my badge but I went to all work without say my shoe, basketball the shoes. most
3: memorable dunk out of that comp- uh, competition was him dunking over gordon hayward and that just tells me everything i need to know about that particular contest
1: yes but the black team bank 2012 all the great galaxy shoes out there all of them he wears a fucking black and white. Nike
2: lost his care package. That's what happened. He's like, I don't know what to wear. Like,
1: <laughs> well, it, what's funny because, and a lot of the times, even if you're not like an all star or you know a top end player, you get that shoe mm-hmm. to wear. Like there's role players wearing Black History Month or all star Christmas shoes, yada yada.
2: <laughs> not not Jeremy Evans.
1: There's a Dick's Sporting's good right there. And like, I got fifty nine ninety
2: nine in my pocket. What you got? <laughs>
1: Yeah. It's 2012. Yeah, they didn't have next day shipping.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's my birthday. <laughs> What's the discount look like?
1: <laughs> I'm sure, Jeremy. I, I want to know that story. There has to be a story behind the Black Team Bank, but we'll, we'll never know. It's a it's a funny thing, Mike. I, I like how you brought up the John Wall stuffs. I think the the Kobe shoot him wearing the the Kobe's were, was an interesting thing. Mm-hmm. The crazy ones, technically. Um, I'm gonna give it to Rowett, but I want to talk about Kobe though because. Uh, Kobe is being so many things a lot of people forget that yes he was a great in-game dunker obviously but he won the dunk contest too uh we're in the EQT elevation the purple pair iconic but beautiful beautiful time what a time to be alive
3: I think that was fresh off his date with uh, Brandy, a.k.a. Moesha, or maybe that was a culmination that led Brandy to decide, yes, I'm going to be going to Lower Marion High School for this prom. But yeah, it goes to one of the other common themes that we see with the DUN Contest that we've kind of alluded to in the past, where it becomes this coronation of a young star. And at that moment, Kobe Bryant was the epitome of cool and arguably the coolest game in North America at the time. because. We just gotten off the Super Bowl, and we were just all buzzing about the fact that yo, know, this kid from high school is really doing this, and he was one of the few people that the stage never felt uh, big enough. In fact, he was one of those people that transcended the stage of the uh, the size of the stage itself. So, shout out to Bean, we miss you, and I'm sure he's judging a dunk contest up there as we speak.
2: Probably just shaking his head like y'all are trash. That's what he's doing. (laughs) But he did it in the warm up shirt. That's what makes it even cooler. Like he's like, you know what? I can just smoke you guys in my warm up.
3: But see, the funny thing about that is, like in that era, like even Brent Barry, I believe, had like his warm-up shirt on when he had his iconic yeah. dunk. So there was something about that mid '90s aesthetic that people are like, you know what? We're gonna take that mullet approach where it's gonna be business up top, but then down <laughs> below it's gonna be a party, and we're all gonna be rocking our basketball shorts. Brent Barry took
2: it further. He had a, he had like the the warm-up jacket on, like he yes. had the whole jacket. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Which I think is fire. I think it's (laughs) dope. 97 was Kobe's win. It's it's crazy to think about that's the beginning of his career and he won dunk contest. Um, And you think of all these other people like Jeremy Evans. I'm sure he's living life to the fullest right now. But young players, oh, are they going to pop off? And Is this dunk contest the starting block of something bigger? And for Kobe, it really was. Um, 96, Brent Berry. uh, The Zoom Flight 95. Crispy ass white and red Mm -hmm. colorway. That that colorway needs to be retroed regularly that um, needs to be but regular with the more. shooting shirt the clippers shooting shirt um shooting jacket amazing and the year before that issue we're going to talk about in more detail probably next week um, Harold Miner, which didn't do a lot of things in his career but he got <laughs> off a fresh pair of you know uh air go <laughs> lightweight performances Lwps <laughs> this didn't do much like, <laughs>
3: You had mentioned about the fact that some of these players are specialists. I think calling Harold Miner a specialist is paying him the ultimate compliment, other than his <laughs> nickname being Baby Jordan. But it is what it is, man. As the immortal Jalen Rose says, keep getting them checks, Harold Miner. Right. I'm sure he can be found on Cameo for 69.99 and give you a very personalized message on your birthday bar mitzvah or any sort of graduation that you may have in the future. He won twice, though. We got to give him that. He was a two-time champ
2: of the dunk contest.
1: He so did. We, he did win twice. Some, you're, you're not wrong. But he didn't do anything else. I have to say, this guy. No, he he got Chingy to make him a cameo for his birthday. I <laughs> oh no, am gonna start paying. I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start hiring Chingy to make all kinds. I'm gonna hire Chingy to do a little 15 second. Clip, I mean, 15 minute clip about his favorite sneakers. Well, get cheeky on here. Wait, I'll pay for it. Why don't we start no
2: it for cameos for birthdays, bar mitzvahs, so on and so forth?
3: I feel yeah, like I was going to say. I think Engval is the only one that's famous enough. He's got that blue check yeah. on the in the Twitterverse that we're all aspiring for. We, but yeah, we got blue checks you know, up here. I would pay up to twelve dollars for a Nick Engval personalized <laughs> message. So let's see if we can crowdsource that.
1: Yeah, you, you got to pay me to leave. Uh, cause I, cause I am not so. Dynamic. I'd I say the dynamic is Harold Miner won the first time in the Nike Air Dynamic flight shoe that has not retro. I believe. Um, just I think no one's it's because that it.
3: would draw attention to Harold Miner, <laughs> and that's something we just don't speak about <laughs> oh, anymore as basketball <laughs>
1: fans. We we just don't be doing that. Um, I mean, so it's 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 just so funny how careers can go because I think early in this next player's career, um, one Andre Iguodala, he probably could have been pigeonholed with. You know the isaiah writers and harold miners and all these guys who were just like supposed to be big flashy dunkers and they are but then like there's not a lot of substance behind it iggy has then flourished into he was a legit all-star like i think only one timer um finals mvp obviously it's a big MVP. one but in in his robbery he did not win so i'm definitely doing this as a caveat um, he was robbed by one Nate Robinson. Straight up robbed. Um, the One of the sickest dunks of all time. Off the side of the backboard coming from behind mm-hmm. and then dunks it from behind the hoof. Like Who the fuck does that? Um, it was certified fresh because he was one of the Nike shocks certified. I just wanted to bring all that up because I feel like the 10s from Nike basketball 2010s, early 10s just had mm-hmm. some really, really fun just good you know, heritage inspired, be it flight or hirachi or whatever inspiration they had from um, making fun basketball shoes. So it's like the shocks commander is definitely one that will forever be lost to the memory books. That shit will probably never be retro. Don't retro that. But if you were there you're like, oh that shit's it's tight, it's a good looking shoe. I think it's a good looking pair of shocks. Probably one of the best. Fun fact I just going through this list and, uh,
3: the other
2: uh, thing I was to say that the Nike Shock, the Nike Shock, has never won a dunk contest. Just put that out there: is never won a dunk contest.
3: Shots fired. Wow! No, that's saying something because I think the shoe that we most attribute Vince Carter with, at least from a casual perspective, would have been a shock. So mm-hmm. I'm sure you've ruined many a trivia night, Mike, by saying <laughs> that fact. But I will say this: Kajin. You- the most lasting image I have during that Andre Iguodala dunk contest that I think, who did he lose to Robbie? You said Nate Robinson, Nate Rob. There is a clip of Damon Jones in a bright red Kool-Aid packet of a suit. And he is commenting on things the way only Damon Jones can. And Charles Barkley literally derails the production of the dunk contest, similar to what I'm doing with this episode and saying, can we please just keep looking at Damon Jones suit? And so I, Implore our listeners, please find Damon Jones' suit from that night because it truly is the gift that keeps on giving. Oh yeah,
1: we we will we will make that probably the cover of this episode. I'll try to. Um, so here's here's this another this random player that ultimately had, I think a shoe. Well, I know a shoe that's popular now that we'll probably never see a retro of. But Fred Jones in a in a dog year of dunk contest in two thousand four. As a lowly Indiana Pacer one wearing wearing the Air Jordan new two with the cover on it. The new two, Shroud. the shrouded, ugly ass. That's just like the worst looking Jordan two you could make. But he won a dunk contest in it and it'll forever be immortalized. That white and navy colorway. Uh just yeah, not man. a lot not a lot of signatures outside of Jordan. I brought him up to pivot to Jordan but it's like outside of him not a lot of Jordans in the dunk contest either as winners who yeah. are, who isn't Michael Jordan Yeah I was
2: like who wasn't a two-time winner <laughs> yeah. named Michael
1: Jordan who <laughs> <It> wasn't Mike
3: <laughs> Yeah I mean it's one of those things that if we ever see Zion in the dunk contest I think that's when we're going to get our Jordan winning moment but yeah it, at this point that looks more like a fantasy than anything else and we just hope Zion gets better with his injury I forgot he was in a league honestly Man, Zion's
1: ain't never Science ain't never doing a dunk contest, Uh, and that's okay. But you know, like LeBron never did. I mean, it's I was watching a All Star game thing like two thousand nine, and they were talking: Is LeBron going to do it next year? Is he going to be in the dunk contest? They had that conversation every year: Like, would he or would he not? And obviously, he never did. Rumor was.
2: was nine or 10 in Dallas. Whatever All-Star game was in Dallas, he was going to do it. And which somebody, I can't remember was Fat Joe or Mayor, like stole his shoes he was supposed to wear or some nonsense because uh, he practiced in them, but he decided not to do the dunk contest at the last moment. It was like a pair of like a uh, uh, Hyperfuse uh, LeBron 7s that never released that he was going to dunk in. And that's the lore and the, the folktale. <laughs>
3: No, I think that makes sense because I think the year before he was petitioning for it because at the time it was going to be the most viewed basketball game of all time because it was in Jerry World. And Mm -hmm. I think at that moment they were going to open up what felt like 100,000 seats in that stadium. Granted, it's kind of an absurd sentence to say out loud, but that stadium truly is one of the biggest things in the world. So, yeah, I think the closest thing we got was there was a Nike commercial that was narrated by Bradley Cooper and – he We got LeBron in the dunk contest. It was just he wasn't wearing any recognized NBA jerseys because I think at the time, Audi had the contract, but maybe in a different timeline.
1: Maybe in a different one. Well, in this timeline, people will continue to use the dunk contest as another reason why Michael Jordan's better than LeBron. LeBron <laughs> didn't even do a dunk contest. Michael Jordan won two of them. But, uh, you know, again, the new two, which I think is super fitting. So Fred Jones and the new two, Michael Jordan won his first dunk contest in the old two, right, in 1987. And then in 88, I mean, it's been immortalized through the shoe itself multiple times, be it with, like, the free throw line stripe on the sole there, Jordan 3. But pretty much the moment that put the brand on the map, uh, in in my eyes, like, the, the Jordan 3 1988 dunk contest is, like... Born in 88, how old is that old enough to make history? Just (laughs) crazy.
3: I mean, it's just one of those things to me, and I'm sure we'll all answer this question in some way, shape, or form over the course of this episode. But what do you think is the more iconic performance, the Jordan 88 in the threes or Vince in not the Nike shocks, but the N1 Tai Chi in the white and red?
1: Oh, Vince.
3: Yeah, I'll say Vince easily. Now, it is Vince, and I think it's just the fact that there was such a gap between him and second place. And I know that that was a pretty loaded dunk contest because I think it was Steve Francis and Tracy McGrady. And I want to say Ray Allen might have been the fourth. And it was just absurd because that's one of those moments that we talk about where am I truly the same species as Vince Carter? Because he's making this look (laughs) effortless.
1: I mean, that's why those two are – a good comparison to make or a good this or that because people looked at MJ and thought that same thing. Is he the same species as me is when he took off from the free throw line. But Vince Carter just like, I mean, it's like the, it's like contemporary art versus, you know, you know, old Van Gogh. Yeah, classic. It's just like MJ's the classic, but it's like it's boring. Like it's cool. Vince Carter flipped it, reversed it, upgraded it. And it's forever. He flipped
3: it, put that thing in reverse, to quote Missy Elliott. I was waiting for in, it. Yep. Now, I'll give that to you, Mike, but I was actually looking at the dunk contest participants from that particular contest. I apologize. I think Ray Allen might have been in the Kobe Bryant dunk contest, but that was also still a loaded competition in terms of we had Carter, we had the immortal Ricky Davis, we had Steve Francis, we had Larry Hughes, we had T-Mac, who I think probably would have won the contest had it not been for Vince Carter and had his moment in the sun, and Jerry Stackhouse, all guys that could leap, all of them having some sort of connection to Jordan or North Carolina or sneakers in general.
1: Very interesting pool there. Yeah. But just, I mean, the, the, the and one that that moment for and one is like Huge. it's it's so powerful that's their brand moment mm-hmm. like their brand moment <laughs> is that vince carter dunk
3: yeah i mean
1: it is period okay. <laughs>
3: And one was literally the little basketball company that could. And I don't mean that in a derogatory term because you had that basketball moment in the professional sense, because you saw Vince Carter put his damn elbow through the rim. And then to follow that up with the n one mixtape tour and initially just the DVDs themselves. And then, broadcasting it on ESPN and cultivating these personalities and getting to know them behind uh, the hoop, so to speak. And yeah. And one had a run. And it's truly one of those things that unless you were living in the moment, you truly won't realize how important they were and how impactful they were. So
2: I got, I got a question for you guys. Go ahead. So after Vince Carter dunk, I know I'm not the only one, but who put their basketball like to six, seven feet to see if they can do it. And how much of that crap hurt
3: when you got your arm through the hoop? Terribly. I <laughs> hurt. I lowered the hoop and then I pretended to be a three-point shooter. And I realized I still couldn't do either of those yeah.
1: things. So, Vince Carter hurt his forearm for the vehicle. He kind of pulled an arm or something. But I mean, this while we're on the N1 topic, the following year in 2001, one Desmond Mason also won in the N1, but the N1 mad game. So N1 with back to back in the turn of the millennium dunk
2: contest makes sense they had
1: a kg at that time too they're fucking they were killing it but i mean i have to bring this up too so and one and one the following year in 2002 we have jason richardson winning in reebok the year after that another reebok so like reebok think what you want about reebok like it or not like mike sweatshirt has owned dunk contests what is that oh and one
2: KG's. Who is that, though? Yeah, it's the KG, uh, KG A1 oh, ad. sweet. Yes, Someone sent me a bunch of the old, like, vintage stuff. I'm still trying to figure out who it is. I don't know if it's Secret Santa or not, but it had that A1 ad in it. And, dude, I have little piles of these dope posters and stuff, magazine cutouts. I have no idea who sent them to me. But if you're listening, thank you, because that's some dope stuff, like the Slam you magazine cover. have to cover. re-gift that,
1: that KG
3: yeah, <laughs> I was just gonna say, Mike, you may have the basketball riddler who's getting ready for uh, the Batman and just cutting out pictures of magazines with no eyes and no mouth. And who knows? <laughs> the, the most interesting thing for me was I know that the Jadakiss AI commercials have a special spot in a lot of people's hearts, but yo, Styles P had a pretty dope co- uh, commercial with KG for N1 that had a sicker beat to me. So let's show love when we can show love. Oh, first battle. Stick to it
1: great time. I mean, cause like you brought the, those Reebok commercials were great. That was when it was, that's when it was RBK. That's like Yao Ming Reebok. Yep. The, uh, so the pair Jason Richardson wore where the ATR elite, they had a whole ATR line uh, of like three or four different models from Reebok all in. like ATR like ATR umbrella. And it's just like things change, but Reebok remains pretty constant. I want to see them get you know, this new, uh, this new question performance model on somebody's feet for All-Star Weekend or something this year. Uh, it, it'd be good to see.
2: Yeah.
1: For old times' sake.
2: Montrez, come on, put him on. You wear all the other questions. Throw these suckers on and see what they can do.
1: Uh, Montrez can't dunk like that anymore.
2: No, no, I just need him to like just oh, put him yeah, on gonna in gonna the game. Say,
3: I know mean, <laughs> I mean, there's a point guard that can make it. Yeah. I feel like Montrez is kind of the big man version of PJ Tucker, where his <laughs> sneaker choice almost seems to be a game of truth or dare. Or let me just see how far I can go into my closet. Facts.
1: <laughs> he goes. He goes pretty far deep. Pretty, yeah. deep. pretty, pretty deep. Pretty pretty deep. Pretty deep. Pretty <laughs> deep. So riddle me this: If you had to wear as our as our parting parting questions, what would be one pair you would rock of all the? Of all the contestant winners, dunk contest winners, Jordan included, so you can have the Jordan 3 if you want, <laughs> um, what's the pair you're taking of, of all of them, of all these winners? Dang. So I'm going to go off the beaten
3: path. Uh, Paul George was in a dunk contest in 2012, and he had on a pair of Nike Air Flight 1s that I just thought were completely out there in the best kind of way. And if I remember correctly, that was a dunk contest where they almost adopted like a skateboarding contest mentality mm-hmm. of it was just one big 10-minute session and people were just trying to get off as many dunks as they can and whatever caught the judge's eye won. But there was something about that particular sneaker that Paul George won that I thought never really got its proper due. But I think obvious answer is probably that Jordan 3 white cement. Mike, how about you? Man, I'm going to have to go with
2: the uh... – the Eqt elevation, I got it. Like something about that shoe is just a beautiful man, shoe to me. You. What you say? What is that? They get stuck again, like a weird like well, uh, face. That, that no, that's that's my, I was like literally of. of, of he, he
3: loves you.
1: Of all the shoes on earth, I was like, oh, there's so many shoes. No one's gonna pick these EQ- eqts.
3: Oh, like, <laughs> <laughs> you
2: have you met me? That's like, why I was like, oh
1: man. Of all of them, I guess there's no rule. This isn't a draft. I can agree with you. I don't have to be mad yeah, at you. More I than can one agree. one pair
3: of those particular <laughs> I'll share
2: Mike gets you. the
1: left foot, I get the right foot. There we exactly. go. Um, but no, yeah. Easily the EQT. And I really hope we get that retro this year of that colorway. You should. Um, it's not even the best Adidas Kobe shoe. It's like not a lot of things. I think it's aged really poorly, actually. <laughs> but it's just, there's something so special about it where it's just like, that's that shoe. Like, it's Wasn't the
3: scuttlebutt kind of we were going to get that this year? Or was it just a black and white version of the? We're getting these this year,
2: apparently. So, from understanding, we're actually getting the purple dunk contest ones. But the thing about Adidas, you have to watch out because when it comes to basketball, they don't put release dates on their drops. They just show up. Like the D Rose 1.5s, the Resto Mods, the T Max stuff, they just miraculously pop up on the website. And there's no no talk. It's like going to old style like athlete's foot. And just like oh look, there's a shoe.
1: I think the, you're 100 percent right. That's how they do it. I think maybe for this one, you, you got to put a little, yeah, put a little fanfare behind Hope it. We'll so. see. It's it's such a clean shoe. Yeah, I mean that one. Or I mean Josh Smith. Had some really funky Adidas. The A3, you remember the A3 stuff? You had mm-hmm. a pair of A3 Forum Mids. So it's the Forum plus A3 Tech, which is like a circle. It's a bounce,
2: basically, a like a- <laughs> line
1: going through it. Kind of like, kind of like shocks.
2: Yeah,
1: it's the closest Nike shocks ever got to winning a <laughs> contest with Josh <laughs> Smith and <in> Adidas. <laughs> True, closest, closest they're getting. But uh that's been our episode, man. <laughs> what's your favorite dunk contest winner's shoes? I don't know this answer. You tell us. Who is it? Who would it be? Who it is?
3: I guess we'll use this opportunity (laughs) to do what we
1: normally do, which is
3: leave you with our calling cards. So you can find me on Instagram at m 13 and on Twitter at Roheasy, where if I'm not posting Wordle scores, I am trying to figure out what's coming out this year, because other than the Bart Simpson dunk, there's got to be more heat coming this way. Mike, where can they find you?
2: Yeah, You can always find me on Sneaker History. Follow me on Instagram and Twitter at MadWatcher789. And always on YouTube at Mike Guillory as well. Robbie, where you at?
1: Solid. You can find me at R-A-H-B-E-E-702. And make sure you follow at Sneaker History. Join the Discord. There's a link to it in the Sneaker History bio. <laughs> so please, please, please go do that. Thank you so much for listening. Peace.
0: See ya. Hey everyone, this is Nick again. Before you take off, do us a solid and head over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a review. Give us a rating on Spotify or Amazon Music and make sure you're subscribed to our YouTube channel because we have even more content coming for you in 2022. Speaking of new content, we have an amazing community of sneaker enthusiasts that hang out in the Sneaker History Discord on a daily basis. While sneakers is the connection point that brought us all together, we've all discovered countless shared passions we have in common with other people within the community. We recently launched the first of a handful of new podcasts that will be coming directly from our sneaker history community. We'll get into the details for those in a future episode, but I'm excited to share that the Exhaust Notes podcast is now live. This is a show about the world of cars, racing, and other automotive-related topics. If you're a fan of Formula One, Formula Drift, Cars and Coffee, or you're just a weirdo like me that enjoys the smell of gasoline, I think you'll enjoy this one. If you do, add exhaust notes to your subscribe list so you'll be updated when we drop future episodes. As always, thank you for supporting Sneaker History, and don't forget to tell someone you like their kicks today. Peace. Hey, hey, Nick here again. Before you take off, I want to thank you for listening to the Sneaker History Podcast. Be sure to hop into our Discord to answer this episode's The Last Shot question and get to know our community of sneaker enthusiasts. If you'd like more insights on the trending topics in the sneaker world, I've also recently started a newsletter to share my knowledge from nearly two decades of experience working in the footwear industry. You can find the link to that below or go to sneakerhistory.com newsletter. And last but not least, tell someone you like their kicks today. You never know how far a simple compliment can take you, and we all know how good it feels to be on the receiving end of some appreciation. Thank you for all the support, and we will catch you on the next episode. Peace.